Live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. All right, let's uh, let's talk some gambling. I heard we uh, always talk gambling. Yeah, but it's part of a, a sports talk these days. But Doug Kazarian is brought to you by my guys over at your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Toyota, let's go places. Getting closer, Waddle, to getting that Sequoia. Are you really? Yeah, I, I uh, look at you. I was up north at one of the dealerships, big time, uh, and it is a, it is a great looking SUV. Well, you need more space to put all those big sports ideas roaming around in your head. Sure, um, Carmen DeFalco said today, I I did not know this. I mean, it it surprises me, and it, I guess it doesn't, but. It, the Bears, as we know, have lost nine straight in this rivalry against the Packers. All nine of those games, they did not cover the spread. Did not cover the spread. The Bears did not. The yes. Bears did not. Yes. The Packers not only beat us, but they covered the number. Like, like, it is so hard to be as bad as the Bears have been in this rivalry, to lose nine in a row. And then, what is it, 14 of the last 15 or something like that? And then they're 4-26 and 26 in the last 30 like, do you know how hard it is to only win four times in the last 30 games um, w- based on injuries, based on weather, based on flukes, you know, in, in this in par- full of parody, a league full of parody? Do you know how hard that is to do? I, I, yes. This has been a one-sided contest for the last decade plus. All the way back to 1994, I think I heard uh, the Bears have won 14 total games in the last 30 years. I was on that 94 team. Did we get beat twice by the Packers? You I know did. we got you boat got raced one time. Both. You got boat raced both, both times. times. 33 to 6 at home, and I so think it was part worse. Of the problem, as people would say. Right. And Tyler's going to wear that jersey that we got to talk about. Doug Kazarian uh, joins us right now as the Bears are a three point dog. At Lambeau Field. So what do you think, Doug? Is this more of the same, or do you like the Bears' chances to finally end the drought of not only uh, not covering, but maybe winning a football game? Well, the smart money in Vegas thinks the the drought will come to an end, at least for the covering. It's uh, plus three and a half earlier in the week. Some really respected people came in on the Bears. That's what moved the market to three. But, you know, the silver lining is you guys aren't the Jets against the Patriots. They've lost 15 straight meetings. Mm. But at least they've covered a couple along the way. Doug, is there any value, in, in in your opinion, in playing the Bears on the money line? Like, if you're getting three, I think it's like minus 115. Obviously, the number's different. Money line, plus 135. What, is, what do the Sharps say about that play? So every... every um, situation is different and things along those lines but i will say this when you talk to an odds maker and you ask them that question they say well clearly it makes more sense to take the points because that's what the professionals do the professionals aren't coming in and taking the money line they're taking the plus three all right so i'm you then you follow the professionals in in theory well they actually took plus three and a half in this example but that's the right side from people i talk to it's the Packers' defense is still banged up. Don't overreact to last week because the Vikings stupidly started Jaron Hall. 
Like, this is not a dominant Packers defense. Um, you know, Fields, Fields should be able to put up some points. I think we're going to see some points. The respected money came in on the over 44. That's what pushed the number to 45. But I'll tell you guys, like, listen, I'm no sharp. But my favorite play, and, and the number, or the it's now minus 135, is over 9.5 points in the first half from the Bears. The Bears, at least recently, Doug, have been a much better first-half team than second-half team. Does it sound like a pretty sound play? It does. Then there's always value in these types of numbers because what happens is the, the, the point spread and everything is all commensurate with the game line. So first half, odd makers are robotic like this. If, you know, let's just keep it simple with like a point spread in, in basketball. If the game line is five, they'll make the first half two and a half or three, depending on the game. They're just do it. But what if the teams are like off the charts first half performers like the New Orleans Pelicans this year? I think have only not covered the first half line like eight times, but they just are, they're just robotic and they're stubborn. So they'll do it and then make it corresponding numbers. So to your point, there's the game line, then there's the first half line, and then they'll do first half team totals. And they'll just do it without even thinking twice about game script, game flow, things like you're thinking about. And that's where we as the public and on the other side of the betting counter can find opportunities and edge. Okay. Doug Gazarian is host of Wager Watch with Doug Gazarian on OnlyPlayers.com. He joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. All right, uh, it, it's a really tricky week uh, in the NFL because some games uh, have teams that are playing for something. Uh, the opponent may not. What uh, games are you most interested in, and, and what games do you feel best about? You know, you nailed it. Week 18 is an animal unlike anything else, kind of <laughs> like the preseason. And, and the market's soft. Uh, Odds makers obviously know the same playoff situation that everybody else knows. It's not like they have their head in the sand. But the problem is it's really hard to find a, the right adjustment to a point spread with these scenarios. I'll say this as an overarching comment. It's these teams are on the bubble for a reason. It's just like March Madness. You know, just because someone has something to play for, don't think they're automatically going to play their best game because clearly earlier in the season they had big games as well and were not able to execute. So something to keep in mind. And then you're paying a tax. Like, look at the Cowboys. They're minus 13 in Washington, right? Last week, the 49ers were 13 and a half in Washington. So are the Cowboys and the Niners same power rating? Of course not. But you're paying a tax because the Cowboys need the win. And on, on that note, remember, it's win and you're in the playoffs for Dallas, not cover and in. So when you have a 13-point spread, that's going to come into play. So I actually do like the Commanders plus that 13. We've seen the uh, Cowboys lay giant eggs each of the past couple years in this Week 18 spot. Last year was just a stunner. They barely did anything. So I do like them a little bit. My favorite play of the weekend is the Tampa Bay Bucks minus four and a half in Carolina. The Panthers have been the darling of pro betters each of the last like four weeks, and they've covered, I think they're two and one in the previous three weeks. Last week they got whacked. I just think Tampa, we talked about the stakes and things like that. I think they're going to take care of business. I've been on them all year. It was my favorite win total over six and a half plus money. I think Carolina stinks. I don't think the Bucks are going to let them sneak up on them or anything like that. They're going to come in and take care of their business. 
I'm of that belief. But obviously, you know, things are crazy, and that's why these point spreads exist. I also like the Lions. I think Detroit is pretty good, and they're not going to mess around resting at Dan Campbell, who will just going to go full speed ahead all the time. And I think the Vikings, I'm assuming they're going to go to Mullins here. I just think they're not that good, and their playoff lives are basically shot. So I will take the I will lay it with the Lions, who are seven and zero against the spread, coming off a loss dating back to the last season. So basically, when they get their bell rung, that you get their best effort and best performance. So I do like the Lions, who are seven and zero in that scenario. I think you have to play the Raiders if you can get two and a half. This is a team that's rallying around Antonio Pierce. They want him to get the job, and then in comes Denver, which played okay with Stidham last week in place of Russell Wilson, but nothing special. So if this line's under three, I think you have to take the Raiders. Um, and I do like the Eagles a little bit. I, It is what it is. Look, they've been playing poorly, but the Giants are not very good. They're going to probably rest some key players. We already know we're, we're relegated to backup quarterbacks. Weather could be sloppy, but I like Philly to take care of business at like five, minus five. Uh, is there a team that you think may be a sexy play when the postseason begins, Doug? No, and I think that's a good storyline. It's, it's going to be chalk. I only think like five teams can win it all. I really do. So these teams like, you know, Detroit, for example, can they make a run in the postseason? Sure, they can win at home in round one because they're, gonna, they're a division winner. But then they have to go on the road and things like that. Like, you have to really envision these teams making winning three games, particularly on the road if they're a long shot, and then go win the Super Bowl. I just think it's really difficult to ask in these scenarios. When you see these betting boards and you see a favorite, let's just say he's like minus 500 on something, and you're like, well, you know, he doesn't have it in the bag. Like, I'm going to take value at plus 7 to 1, you know, plus 700 on somebody else. Just don't get suckered into these things where you think it, like it's enticing, but, like, are they really going to win three straight games to get to the Super Bowl? Those are things you have to kind of flush out. Everyone's on the Bills who could miss the playoffs, but they're the second favorite in the AFC. How does that game play out, do you think, I mean, with the Dolphins? You know, it's a tough ask for both teams, right? To go on the road and be a three-point favorite in this kind of a situation against an offense that's pretty explosive, all things considered, is kind of ridiculous. So I just had a principle, cannot play Buffalo. But Miami, I mean, they're beat up on the defense of line a little bit. Like, I'm not enamored with Miami. I leaned, I leaned to Buffalo, but I'm not playing that game. All right, give us your uh, picks for the national championship game here. So I like Washington. I, I think this line should be closer to pick them. I've heard some really sharp people say the same thing. I've heard other people that I think Michigan should be favored by more. I think the Wolverines answered the call defensively in the Rose Bowl, but they had some trouble in other aspects. I'm, I just think you have the better quarterback, the better wide receivers, probably the better coach, all things considered, with Kevin DeBoer. And I, I just think you have to grab the points of a team that's been undervalued all season. And you have you have to have those have four and a half points in your pocket in a game that might be a coin flip. I think you have to take it. Well, how do you feel about the total in this game? It's high, and I, I think if Michigan imposes their will for a little bit, I think it. I think I think I think it's too high. I, I just do. Even though you have an excellent 
quarterback in, in Penix and you have an excellent quarterback, or at least solid quarterback in McCarthy, I it feels high. It does feel a little high. All right, Doug. Really good stuff. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. All right. Thanks so much. Great run this regular season. We'll see. Yep. yep. And, and well, lots of playoffs to come. Yes. Doug Kazarian, you could find him again, host of Wager Watch with Doug, uh, only on OnlyPlayers.com. He's brought to you again by your Chicagoland Toyota Dealer Association, Toyota Let's Go Play. There was only one other question I had for him, uh, and I didn't ask it. So I'm going to ask you. Okay. Where is the money on Harbaugh going to the NFL? I was thinking about that too. I think right now it's San Diego or uh No, or, I'm or saying Vegas. like like are 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 you believing Or I mean LA. Is he leaving Michigan to go to the NFL? Oh, I think I think most people think that now after the agent talk, isn't it? Okay. Who knows with Jim? Text him know. and see where 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 I he's... texted him after the game. Okay. I haven't heard back. No, 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 no. Text. Uh, oh, Doug? I thought you had Doug. I thought you meant uh, Jim. I have Doug's. Um, I'll send Doug a text. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tyler, you send him a text. So we're over here chopping it up. Uh, let's, let's take some calls. We have not taken enough calls today. 312-332-3776. Zach in uh, Kenosha. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Zach? Zach. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys kind of mentioned it when I called, but I was calling to push back on the whole like field balling out since he came back from injury. Um, in, in my mind, it seems more so like um, these past six games that he's been back, he's had potentially three good games and good in like quotes and three pretty bad games. So, I mean, even for example, like this Falcons game, which was, potentially maybe the best game he's ever played, there's still a lot of flaws. Like when you watch tape breakdown. Yeah, so, I didn't see many flaws I mean, I, when I watched the tape. I got to be honest with you. He sailed one over Tyler Scott's head on a deep crosser. Yeah. And other than that, I didn't see much of anything that, that left well, me on I watched. Yeah, I watched. It's not me. Obviously, I'm not going to pretend that I know. But I, I watched, uh, for example, like the quarterback school. Uh, I think it's J.T. O'Sullivan maybe is his name. Um, and he mentioned like a few times, like basically every time he throws, his mechanics are way off, and that's what leads to like those failed throws. Um, but, but regardless of that, but like my point is that I'm trying to make is you would think as Bears fans, we would know an inconsistent quarterback when we see one, since that's all we've had. Um, I mean, I mean that that's pretty much. I think that would be, listen, I I know, again, like, I I don't want to get in the weeds with this because it's just, it's one of these conversations that gives you a headache and nobody's happy. And at the end of the day, you're throwing dishes at each other and nobody, everyone storms off. Um, I think inconsistent would be a fair description. I would say improved would also be a, a fair adjective. So to me, to address his point, I think... Justin has been a much improved quarterback over the last several weeks than he was early in the season. I think he's a better quarterback this year than he was last year. There's no doubt there's progress, but I think also inconsistent would be a good adjective to describe the play as well. Right, right. Like there are some things that you could say, like with the film, like a lot of people got mad at me in the com when I said, like the production wasn't 
like the, there's a lot of improvement that's not there with production. His QBR is down year over year. His quarterback rating is what about even? Um, uh, like, like it's it's kind of like it, where it has been on his. I think right now it's eighty five eight, and for last year it was eighty five two. You know what now I mean? That right? quarterback rating is affected. Meller said your QBR isn't by those two hail mary interceptions. Yeah, QBR does a good QBR job. QBR does of, a good job eliminating yeah, those. Yeah, they don't really penalize you. rating gets penalized for that. Right, but, right. But, but, but it is what it is. Like, yeah. he also gets credit for, like, the garbage time touchdown in Kansas City. That's true. You, when they were getting beat, what, 45 to nothing or that whatever it was, that and they true. kept them in. Absolutely. Just to sort of try and get the offense going a little bit. I, look, it is a very nuanced conversation because I do understand why it is why people do want to hold on. Like this isn't without. Again, I've I've said this a million times. He does check every box. He does have everything. He has the arm strength. He has the size. He has the athleticism. He has the work ethic. He does have the leadership skills. He has been miss. Um, he has not been grown the right way. There's been a lot of missteps in the way he's been uh, taken care of. There he hasn't a lot been of... dealt a good hand. No, right. I mean, like, all of that is true. There, the, A lot of it is true. So I do understand that. I do understand a lot of people being scarred, drafting another one, uh, all, just always being the answer. Everyone thinking... But, like, my my philosophy is if, the, if, you, if you don't think you've got the... The right guy, you do go for the next guy. If you don't have that guy, I think you do go grab the next guy. By the way, this this new regime has never drafted a quarterback. No, and it's not. It's it's well, not. He's not. Poles I can't guy. saddle Ryan Poles with the sins of Ryan Pace. Like I could understand. Like what what I get upset about is when people don't understand how. Like I understand how one side feels. It's when they yell and scream, and then they just say, I don't understand why you guys think this way. Well, what do you mean? Oh, we call that hypocritical. Yeah, like, uh, don't you, you thought that this was the year he was going to have? You thought in, since coming back from the thumb injury that a 55% a passer uh, completion rate is, is good enough? Like, you think in the first three years... Much less production than Marcus Mariota is okay. You well, think you think a season full of production worse than Garner Minshew with the Colts is okay? Like if he is him, well, what are the other guys then? If if he's him, who are the other guys? Not him. Like that. That's what I don't understand. Well, you're not going to get to the bottom of that. But you think that's that, that's that's just. I can understand why you love him. I can totally get behind it. Could totally I see what you see at times. But but why don't you why doesn't the other side understand why this side wants more? Isn't that the essence of rose-colored glasses? Like you see what you want to see. Yeah, you don't sep- see what you want to see. It's separation of the fan yeah. who's fanatical about Justin Fields and only wants to hope that he actually makes the progress that you want him to make versus looking at it with a critical eye and saying, you know what, it's entering year four. Am I going to trust blindly that he's going to see and dissect defenses like he never has before? And, and it's, it's 
Listen, the easy the e, the easy finger pointing has been point at the, the coaching, the offensive coordinator. And again, I'll go back and say to you, as I have all along, that like he has not been dealt a great hand compared to others. Didn't have a lot around him. Was asked to play behind a spotty offensive line last year. This year, he's got more talent around him. The situation is better. People want to suggest to you, well, the, the offensive coordinator has failed him. That, to me, is a convenient excuse at times as well. Because you don't put up 37 points against the top 10 defense with a crappy plan that is just overcome by a, a, an outstanding quarterback. It's, it's, it's a combination. When they struggle, it's shared culpability. When they succeed, it's a good game plan that has been executed correctly by everybody involved. Like, that's just reality, people. Yeah. Like, the truth of the matter, as we always say, is somewhere in the middle. I don't think that Luke Getze is Kyle Shanahan. I don't think he's football Satan. I think that there are things Who that have been... football Satan? Football Satan. Who would you anoint football Satan? Football Satan. That's hard because that's a damning title. Football Satan? You look like you got a name in mind. No, I don't know. Oh, no? You were saying he's not football Satan. I, I want to know say who this. Is. I will say I believe there should have been at least a night in jail attached to the game plan that he was forced to play against Cleveland. Matt Nagy. Well, whoever put it together, I think, well, deserved to go coach. to the football jail for a night. And he's the head I coach. Thought, I thought, who's an offensive well, mind. I thought, I thought that that was a, a crime punishable by a night in football jail. Now, again, that's not real jail. That's football jail. What about like you got to sit jail? in football jail and you got to watch old tapes of Vince Lombardi and, and Bill Walsh drawing up plays on the... Was, was you porridge? Yeah, you don't get the you know the, the the NFL spread for food, old cheese. Yeah, you you know what and and stale nacho chips. You got it. Listen, if you tell me you're getting up like like what's his face in in Las Vegas at three in the morning every day, John Gruden, and you're spending twenty hours awake, put then I'm you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna spend twenty hours awake. Watch an old film of Bill Walsh putting plays together. I think you're gonna watch Chuck Knoll. As he talks to his team back in the 70s. I think Gruden's in football jail. Not real jail, football jail. Right. I think he's in football jail. Probably. But listen, if you, so, like, I don't know who football Satan is. You know what? I'm going to put myself through that exercise this week, and I'm going to come up with who football Satan is. Who who is in your football jail? But I do believe that game plan in Cleveland, somebody needed to go to NFL jail for 24 hours. Okay. Uh, Rick, on the north side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rick? Hey, guys, you know, I guess my take is that if Justin Fields was truly the guy, we would not be having this discussion or debate about taking a quarterback with the first overall pick. You know, uh, I mean, all we heard the last three years was that Justin didn't have an offensive line. Well, they went out, they drafted a rookie in Darnell Wright in the first round. He's been pretty good offensive lineman. And Justin didn't have a number one receiver. Well, they went out. They got D.J. Moore, and Justin is still making many of the same mistakes that you know, he made his rookie year. You know, I, this whole idea of, of being afraid to take the number one overall pick because you're afraid the guy might turn into a bust. Well, if you use that logic, then the Indianapolis Colts would never have taken Andrew Luck. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys would never have taken Troy Aikman. The Colts would never have taken Peyton Manning. Uh, the Broncos would never have traded up in 80, what, 82, 83, uh, and taken John Elway. Um, 
Yeah, I just think when you look at, at, at Justin Fields, you have to remember, too, that that Atlanta team, that was probably his best game against the Falcons last week. But the Bears have played a last-place schedule, and they're one loss away of ending up with double-digit losses. And Justin hasn't he, – he's made many of the same mistakes during the course of those, what, six or seven games that he's made his rookie year, the inconsistent play, the inaccuracies, the turnovers. I mean, he almost blew that game in Minnesota with the two fumbles in the second half when the Vikings – did not have their starting quarterback, didn't have the best receiver in the game. So my take is, yeah, go out and draft Caleb Williams. I think you can get a lot of you can get a lot for Justin. Maybe even you draft Caleb Williams, you bring you, you keep Justin as well. If Justin doesn't pan out next year, you got Caleb Williams who's been sitting and watching. You can fill him in to be the starting quarterback. But you know this whole idea of of not drafting a guy number one overall and instead trading the pick because you're afraid the guy's going to be a bust. I just don't, I just don't understand that logic. I really oh, well, I'll say this to you too, Rick, and that's kind of where I have fallen. Like there's no, I, I, I'm not scared of either choice. What I'm doing is, is I'm investing my opinion in the general manager Who's going to make this decision? I could sit here and tell you stuff about Caleb Williams. It would be completely without basis because I haven't sat down and watched film. I haven't met with him. I don't know who he is. I've seen some stuff the way you have when you watch USC play whoever. Mm-hmm. Drake May, I watched some North Carolina football. I can't tell you who he is. Nobody has more information about the existing quarterback on this team and the other guys that may eventually be considered to take over as quarterback on this team more so than the general manager and his staff. And if you've liked what you've seen from Ryan Poles over the last two years, and I do, I do like a lot of what I've seen. Is it 100% error-free? No. Same way Theo wasn't error-free in what he did, and he's arguably the best front office guy in Major League Baseball in the last 25 years. Right, right. I'm going to trust Ryan Poles that he's going to be very measured in this evaluation. Nobody knows. He knows. Listen. He knows Justin better than I know Justin or you know Justin or all of these other people on Twitter that think that they have all the answers. Ryan Poles has got more info on Justin than those guys. He's got a better feel for the situation. So why would I lean on even my I have not watched any film with Caleb Williams. I give you how I feel about Justin, but that I, when you compare it to the other guys, I can't give you a, a solid explanation on what they should do. You know what they should do? They should do their due diligence. They should study and evaluate and meet and do all that they need to do and come to a decision that they feel strongly about. And that decision, whatever it is, guess what? I'm going to support it because I feel personally from this chair, that guy deserves that support as a fan from me. He's earned the right for me to say, hey, you know what? I don't know that he's going to get it 100% right, but I trust him to do what's best for the organization. That's where I'm at on it. So when everybody says, I'm all for Caleb or I'm all for Justin, I'm all for the general manager doing all of this work and coming up with a sound decision that's best for this organization because he's got more access to information than anybody out there. Carl in Antioch, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Carl? What's going on? Gentlemen, this is the most talented draft of the decade. 
And this is the most important draft of the decade for the Chicago Bears. This will set the tone for the next 50 years based on how Ryan Poles handles this draft because opportunities like this do not come more than once in a lifetime. They come twice in in our case. Well, 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 just more so to, to prove my reasoning. When you look at the Baltimore Ravens, who had kicked the crap out of the uh, San Francisco 49ers and the Miami Dolphins with their starting tight end out, their best receiver is a rookie, their starting tight end is out, they have a, uh, arguably their third and fourth string running back, their backup tight end, and Nelson Aguilar is their second receiver, and they're dominating, and we have DJ Moore, and we have you know, our, our team. What separates us from the, from the Ravens? Well, they have better coaching, they have a dominant defense. When you look at what separates us between us and uh, the San Francisco 49ers, well, you, you, it's very obvious, and you have to choose. Do you want to be a little bit more toward, you want at the GM, do you want to spend the next five years investing into your team to be the next Baltimore Ravens? Then you need better coaching, you need to invest this draft into building that defense because there's ultimate depth in the D-line, which we need a lot of help in. There's good depth that could be taken in the center position, which you really need. If you want to take the 49ers strategy, they just basically draft rookie after rookie after rookie, and they don't invest that second-year contract until they find their guy. So if you want to take the Ravens route, you're going to have to stick with fields, and you're going to have to invest in this defense. You're going to have to invest in coaching, and you're going to have to throw the dice on that crap table and make sure you keep on rolling until you hit seven. If you want to go with the 49ers route, you're going to have to get rid of fields, and you're going to have to go around with a rookie contract and make sure you keep on pounding that until you find your guy. I think Penix is the guy. I like trading down the first pick, but only to the second or third. If you've got to take Harrison with the first, fine. All right? He is – every team needs a number one player that is dominant, future Hall of Famer, Walter Payton, Randy Moss, something like that, Christian McCaffrey. You need that one guy that stands out that no one will ever have. Marvin Harrison is that guy. If you got him with take him with number one, that's not ideal, but I'll do it. But the number 10 pick is what sticks out to me because once you draft down, once you trade down from 10 to, to 15, 18, there are so many wide receivers. Ryan Poles has to use this wide receiver depth to his advantage because once you have Marvin Harrison and DJ Moore, we don't need these other wide receivers. You're going to be able to find first-round talent in the third round, and people are eager to get these wide receivers in a pass-heavy league. There are playoff teams that are going to have the 23rd, 24th, 20th, 27th pick that are going to trade up. The Chiefs will gladly trade up to get a wide receiver if they're not going to trade for a veteran. And we have that power to trade down from 10 to 15 or 16 and give a team their receiver and still trade down to 28 or 29 and give a team their offensive tackle they want or another wide receiver. Carl, I I love you and you have so much passion I could hear you smacking your hand. You maybe said a thousand five words. I have no clue what your point was. I have zero <laughs> clue. What, what, what was your big point? Uh, one point minute is, you wanted to be the Ravens, the next minute you wanted to be the 49ers, the next minute I heard you say trade down. One minute I heard you say to trade, uh, uh, Mar- take Mar- Marvin Harris. I'm going to test Carl. I think his eyes rolled back in his head. I, 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 I thought I was going to have a stroke. Yes. You I still don't. Maybe I had a mini one. I'll break, all right, I'll break it down to the first grade no, level. No, no, no. If you're going to go to pass, 
If no, Ravens, no. it means you keep fields. You keep fields, you build your defense, you get better coaching. Right. Or if you want to go the 49ers path, you get rid of fields, you keep on taking a rookie quarterback on the rookie contract, use that money to build the defense. Let me put him on hold and see how long he'll keep talking. He's, he's on hold, and let's see if he's still talking. Let's see. I, did you have any idea? I, what it got a saying? little fuzzy for me. You know, I have the I have the attention span what, of a flea. Yes. All right. Oh, I'm listening. So, uh, well, my, my... don't be a jerk over there, Sylvie. It's been a long day. Thank you're you, just, Carl. You're just, Thank thanks, you, Carl. Carl. Your passion. Look, and, 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 and I, I, did you understand it, no, Tyler? I was I? Was it me or was it him? It was him. Look, again, let's make apples to apples and, and oranges to oranges comparisons. It's hard to make any comparison to the Baltimore Ravens because they've got they, a young they, man they, who got is an MVP. It was the MVP in the second year of his career and is on pace to be the MVP a second time. Like, I thought he was going for that their quarterback without Andrews is having an MVP, and that we keep making excuses that we don't have enough. But he did the old slipperoo on you. But he's still doing it with a rookie wide receiver and patchwork running backs and still just other guys, and Lamar's still going to win his second MVP. Like, I know Roquan is out there saying he sees uh, Lamar in fields, but again, where's that production? Roquan's just trolling. He's doing a solid for his his Players are always going to support their teammates. And that's just the reality. I mean, I'm not suggesting what he says is, is, is not valid conversation. But you have to put everything into context. What's he going to say? No, I know. Like I, like, I wish he was Lamar Jackson. I would take that in a heartbeat. But it, it hasn't been close. It, it hasn't. It, that hasn't been the case. It hasn't been the case. Uh, let, let's get to like it, love it. I like it. I love it. Just a little. I did think. I do think I saw your eyes roll back. In. Yeah. It's brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka, and I love that. That's a for sure love. You're going to have a couple of those tonight? Uh, Tomorrow, probably. I'll start with the old, like, I've been on this big. uh, Tomorrow, the night before a big Bears-Packers game? 325 game. So we'll go out probably with the kids for dinner, and I'll probably have a dirty uh, Tito's Dirty Martini uh, with blue cheese olives. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been doing. I've been on a big kick. What time do you call it a night? Oh, early. Yeah. Like, I mean. I got dinner, 10? birthday dinner tonight. Yeah, a little Sophia steak action. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Todd texted me. He wanted to know if you're going because. So you're going? It's my daughter's forgot birthday. To get what do you mean? To, Who is this? Forgot right? to get back to Todd. He's going, Todd. Forgot to text Why you back. Why wouldn't I go? It's my daughter. Okay. I, he wanted to know if you're going. Yeah. Todd runs dinner. a show over I there. know he does. Birthday dinner. My what daughter turned have? 26. What are you going to get? I don't know yet. I know I'm going to have some... Yes. Should he have a scotch ready for you? What should he have ready for you? Uh, you don't have to have that ready. I don't want to say that's ready. I mean, because it's like... With a nice ice ball? Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. He'll do it, though. I know he will. It's not about him. It's about you. Right. I don't <laughs> need anything waiting for me. I'm I... not needy. 
Uh, have I closed in the gap at all? Closing? No, Did you say closing? Have I closed the gap? Have you closed the gap? Have I closed the gap? What language are you speaking? I stroked out with the last call. I think it started today when we came in and you said to all of us, I'm running a bit hot today. A hot today. I'm not in a good mood or something like I, that. I no, think that I, was the start I, of the day. I said I'm running hot. Yeah. I think that was the start of the day. I gave you a warning. I gave you a fair warning. Yeah. Am I closing anything? Am I closing? Did I close him to anything? <laughs> the what did answer I do? is no, because Waddle was Mr. Perfect last oh, week. Oh, no. Waddle went. It was a great week for all of us. All of us only missed one. So, Waddle. Is in the lead with sixty-seven. Well, did I miss one? No, he oh, said you were perfect. N- nobody, and yeah, you guys. The other three of us each missed one apiece. Damn right. Uh, Sylvie is behind him at sixty-four. Where Mellon am I with at? 51. How many do I have? How many do I have? You've got sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. So three behind. Three back. Three back. Yeah. And no. then I have forty-five. I will close in the gap soon. <laughs> Look out now! He's closed in the getting down in the gap. <laughs> And how far back are you guys? I'm sorry. Uh, a country mile. How's that? Meller's at 51. I'm at 45. There's no chance. Even if we go zero for three throughout the postseason and you go three for three, you got, aren't you closed out? No, I could beat you. How? Because we, we go in one, the playoffs, two, we go money ball. No, we double it up. You no, you're don't. damn right. We this do. This is how you always take the the largest check. Money ball. In fantasy it's like football. the three point you contest. You finished in Shut fourth up. place this year and still won the most money. Even still, we there are thirty possible points remaining. I'm at forty five. I'm twenty two behind you. So it's unlikely. Okay, it's extremely 40, unlikely. There's forty points available. Still? There's thirty. Thirty. How many do you have? I've got 45. Okay. And how many does Meller have? Uh, 51. Okay. Moneyball time, boys. <laughs> Woo! Here like comes the three-point champ. Like Tim Lagler. Just the give me the ball. Moneyball, boys. At the NBA All-Star Damn weekend. right. Look. How about the wins pool? Uh, I am in the lead with 69. Nice. Nice. Meller and Waddle each with 64, Meller with 59. Well, how does well, it no. project with, Sylvie with the, 59. the following oh, no. the, for this weekend? Or how we, does it look? Do we end at the regular yes. season? Yes, the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So who is it between then? Tyler's going to uh, win it. I'm a, I have a five-game oh. lead. Oh, right that's now. insurmountable. What did we say then? It? Did we say 100? 50 nope. per I, guy. 50 I thought it was ten dollars a guy, right, right. <laughs> wasn't it? All right, go go, Waddle. What do we? What do you? I got haven't here? even decided. I haven't picked. I'm going over the Bears nine and a half uh, total points in the first half. I'm going Bears centric. Okay, nine and a half hmm. over nine and a half first nice. half points. Look at you. So I'm the king. Yeah, I'll play the Bears too. Uh, I, I like the Bears plus three. Give me the Bears. There you go. Give them to them. Bear down. I, gentlemen, like the Buffalo Bills, minus two and a half. I think they're going to put it on the Dolphins and win the AFC East outright. Uh, winner of this game does take the AFC East and the number two seed. I like that, Maller. I'm going to like the Rams plus four. I feel like Sean McVay is going to try to prove a point with Carson Wentz as his quarterback. Oh, you do? <laughs> I could do just it with like Carson did, Wentz? He's just, <laughs> like you, just like you did just, with Baker last year. I think year. your eyes just went in the back of your head. <laughs> Sean McVay's going to prove how much Carson Wentz actually sucks. What do you got, Waddle? What's your love? Uh, my love? Oh, can I have my... I want my love to be the nine and a half points. Can I change that? And I can give you my like? Can I do that? <laughs> I was completely unprepared for today. You're in first place. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so I want my love to be over nine and a half first half points. 
and my like, because I, I told you I'm going to be Bears-centric, my like is going to be Khalil Herbert over 62.5 rushing yards against Green Bay defense. It is just not good. Okay, now if he, did, if he doesn't play, like, you know you lose this bet, right? He's on the injury report. He is, that's right. It's questionable and, yeah. and, 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 a and a personal issue. He did not practice today. But you, you've declared. Well, I'm not done yet. <laughs> we, we've let you already <laughs> change your gear. Well, I was walking into this one completely okay, unprepared. I'm change that Are you then. resting your starters for the playoffs or something here, Waddle? You no, are unprepared. No, this listen, week. is Khalil Herbert not going to play? He's got a back and a I'm personal just, issue. I'm just TBD. telling you that if you make the call and he doesn't play, I know you that. Don't... I know that. I know that. Okay, I'm going to switch it. I should have just it. let you do it. You should have, but you didn't because you're a good I'm teammate. A nice teammate. I'm going to go over fi- 55 and a half rushing yards for Justin. Okay. That's my like. My I love think... is over nine and a half total first half points. My li- uh, my li- You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, I'm riding with Meller. Uh, I like his uh, like so much. I'm making it my love. Uh, I love the Buffalo Bills and a must win for them uh, in Miami. Minus two and a half. Shrewd play by you there, Sylvie. <laughs> for my love, gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, Saturday, night, Saturday night affair. AFC South showdown. Texans minus one and a half. I know they're on the road in Indy, but Seriously, C.J. Stroud's back. I love the Texans minus one and a half. I'm going to go for my love to the national championship game and take Washington plus four and a half. In you that and Doug, game. yeah. The, the Huskies have won outright all five times they've been an underdog under Kalen DeBoer. Waddle, wow. are you prepared here for your... Uh... I'm really not. You know what I'm going to play? Over a half interception for Jordan Love. He's only had one interception in the last seven games. That streak, it's not really a streak, but that impressive stat gets muddied. Okay. I believe the Bears will pick him off at least once. I think Waddle has only studied the Bears game this week. That's your, there's no doubt. I haven't looked at anything else. Uh, Is there anything else? It's Packer no, week. No, you're right. It's that in the championship game. And Zach's back for the Bulls, too. Um, we, haven't, we haven't talked about that. He's coming back tonight. Uh, give me, and Doug talked a little about this. I agree. Totally with this. Give me the Raiders. Minus three against the Broncos. They want to play for their coach. Um, So I think they're going to beat uh, Denver handily. For my taste, gentlemen, give me the Seattle Seahawks. Minus three. They are playing for a playoff spot themselves. And so I like that matchup for the Seahawks against the Cardinals, who have been solid as of late. But I think when you're playing for a playoff game, I will lay the three. What are we cheering for as well with regard to uh, draft order? Like, do we need, for, do we need, is there so, anything that we need to have happen? So it helps. So if the, if the Bears win, they would have eight wins on the season. Vegas is seven and nine. So Vegas, obviously, winning the game would help the Bears draft position. Also, the Vikings are seven and nine. So if they win, that would help the Bears draft position as well. Right now, the Bears currently sit, sit 10th overall with their pick. We all know they already have the number one overall pick. And, and I think we also want the Patriots and right. Commanders to stay at two and three. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. Yeah, because you I don't, don't want, want Arizona at two to take. Then, because you want to create those two teams with yes. a chance to trade up to number one. Right. Because they would just then take Marvin Harrison at two yeah. and not want to trade up to number right. one. Because if those two teams are ahead of you, and if one of them comes up to you at one, you could then 
stay ahead of the Cardinals and take Marvin Harrison. Right. If, if you choose to do that. And that's where they are currently. That's, yes, that's kind of where I'm The only okay. way Arizona would jump them is those two teams would have to win the Commanders and New England. Yes. And the Cardinals well, would England have to lose. The Patriots are playing week. the Jets. And yeah. my guess is, is they're going to beat or the, the Jets. They're, yeah, yes. they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. That may be, that should have been a good play right yeah. there. Right, I didn't, right. didn't play. To win in uh, Belichick's possibly last game for There's the Patriots. There's no chance they lose Bill Belichick's last game, is there? Well, is there a chance that it's not his last game? Did you see he's really sick, by the way? He had to do his press conference via Zoom today. Really? And he had, like, no voice. I mean, really? Did he say anything less? (laughs) sick. Touche. He said the same amount of words. All right. Uh, Uh, My taste is the Buffalo play minus two and a half. I like that as well. Okay, good. We all liked it. Um, There you go. Uh, Like it, love it. Just a taste of it. Very, very close. Uh, and uh, what to watch for is coming up next. If you want to uh, talk to us, 312-332-3776. We'll get the Green Bay perspective from um, the wrecking ball himself, Mark Tauscher. Tausch will join us coming up at 5. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Waddle and Sylvie get you set for your weekend viewing with What to Watch For. That's right, What to Watch For. Bulls! Brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. Be caller 10 right now. We have a line open for someone? Yes, we do. 312-332-3776. You can win Connie's frozen pizza. Oh, it's Friday. You don't want to cook. Want to open up uh, some alcohol. You want to put in a Connie's frozen pizza. You want to relax on the couch. So Drinking uh, pizza. Yes, we do. What's the what's that chant is? We want pizza. Yes, yes we, we do. do. We, we want pizza. pizza. How about you? There you go. We want more. Uh, so win pizza from Connie's Frozen Pizza right now, the official frozen pizza of the Waddle and Sylvie show. My brain just isn't working. That's like one of the easiest chants on the face of the but planet. What did I say? I'm closing in on you? Closing in and in, in three, 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 two, three, seven, seven, six. Closing. It wasn't closing in. I've closing on you closing. is what you said. Something like that. It was closing. I have it closing was, on you. It was done. What are you watching for? Uh, I think I gave this last week, but I'm going to give it again. Well, well you can't do that. I don't. I'm not. There's like, not yeah, 100% you, certainty that I did give it last week. I'm having a moment today, okay? You are having some, then. Yes. I watched Reacher. Did you ever see the movie Is Reacher? It Jack Reacher? Jack Reacher. Is that but his the name? name of, yes, but the name of the series on Prime Video is Reacher. I watched the entire season one in a day and a half, night and a half. I'm already through two episodes of season two. If you like, wow. just kind of, you know, it's good. It's action. If you liked the Reacher movies with Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise played the role, which is really crazy, too, because Tom Cruise is like five foot nine. He's ripped, but he's five foot nine. This guy is six five and like 275. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's Monster Reacher. So, but it's, you know, listen, if you're just looking for some good, you know, action fun, I like Reacher. You should uh, you should like it and watch it, too. 
This is uh, up. I was thinking of Zetterman with this. I I started it the other night on Netflix. Netflix has been adding quite a bit lately. Um, you are what you eat. Have you guys seen this? I have. Uh, yes. Have you watched it at all? I watched the first episode. Did you like it? I did. I'm almost through the first episode. I, I was getting drowsy, so I had to turn it off. I know it's weird what is not the to finish general, it. What's the general so, message? Right, so there are a bunch of twins. They have uh, identical twins. Yeah, Identical twins because they're made up uh, with the exact same genes. Gotcha. So, uh, same and, and, DNA. And, and what they want to do is... They want to put them on two different diets. One all meat. One uh, 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 what what what's it called? Not vegetables, but vegan uh, vegan diet. And they want to see the impact on the, the two people made up the same way. So people that, just decided to be lab rats. Yeah, and 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 the impact that it's going to make on their health. And which way it's going to veer. Like, there's this one area in California that is separated by five miles. And these two cities in California, separated by five miles, has a life expectancy difference of 10 years. Come on. And they believe the reason why the life expectancy is of 10 years is because this one town is basically all vegan. And they have a 10-year life expectancy. Higher or lower? Higher. Really? So, it's, it's, I think there are three episodes. So, you're saying if I'm a vegan, there's a chance I'm going to live longer. Yeah, I... I That's the like, premise, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're doing this study, and it's through the Stanford uh, um, lab or some whatever they call it. Like I, like Stanford I, lab. I'm pretty basic. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm just sitting back, and I'm watching. But it's entertaining, too. Good. It's I'll watch it. Yeah. As soon as I'm done with Reach or Season 2. <laughs> the Stanford Lab. Speaking of Netflix, you're right, Sylvie. Lots of new content from them available. I, uh, BitConned, new documentary. I looked at that. Uh, I, I definitely think it's worth checking out for anybody who is uh, big in the cryptocurrency space. Worth giving it a watch. However, very disappointed to report I was not very impressed with Dave Chappelle's most recent special. I I'm watched a, it. I mean, like, you I'm know, a big it's Chappelle very fan. controversy. The, Forget, controversy I don't think it's controversial. I just think it really lacked some of his observations that have made him one of my favorites in the past. A lot of just storytelling from Dave Chappelle, and uh, I don't think he really crafted. The Will Smith stuff was still pretty good. It was solid, but all in all left me wanting a little more. Okay. But BitCon, worth your time. I'm also going to Netflix. I, I asked my barber today because he watches a lot of TV because he's just sitting there cutting hair and he's got the TV on all the time. time. Out, I was time like, out. <laughs> he shouldn't be watching TV when he's well, cutting he's your hair. It, he's got it on. He's got it on. But I he hope watches, he's not watching bear games and giving people a nice cut. <laughs> he watches a lot of stuff. Is he watching Netflix while cutting your hair? It's on. Like, The Sopranos is on in there all the time when I'm getting my hair cut. Well, that's HBO. That's not Netflix. I know, but, but this is... I'm going another way here. You should not. The television is for the customer, not for the barber. Yeah, I know, but he's he's there. He knows, like, all of these shows, like, the back of his hand. But anyway, he gave me a movie recommendation. So solid. Le- leave the World Behind. It's on Netflix. Uh, Julia Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of the you ending, were, You weren't a fan? No. I haven't watched it yet, but he, he recommended it okay you tell me what you think all right great cast yeah i, I watched it I, cast. I was excited to watch it didn't like it but you you tell me all right uh, there you go what to watch for 
Uh, Bears calls coming up. And Tausch, who used to play, of course, for the Packers, played for Wisconsin, does a show on ESPN Milwaukee. He does the uh, Wisconsin games now, too, I think. You're right. And uh, why is he like Miley Cyrus? It's coming up next.